<laughs> Rear window, that trombone shot, though. It's Flicks in That with Steve Newell. Welcome, Steve. Good afternoon. Hey. How's it going? I'm going well. And uh, how are you guys going? Yeah, just cruising. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We've made it to Wednesday, so yeah. the weekend's on the way, so feeling pretty good about that. Uh, also great to have all the students return to campus at the University of Auckland. They are everywhere. Yes, activity, as mm. I um, as I came through the quad today, which mm-hmm. is nice. Um, yep. Nothing like a, nothing more gloomy than an empty quad. Mm-hmm. Mm. Man, it's been a, a rough couple of years here at the station. I mean, I mean, it's been decent, but just not having the vibe. You know, it's a, it plays a, a very important part of, um, you know, the BFM culture. Absolutely. And um, I don't think there's a few things as satisfying as seeing the students of Auckland University being indoctrinated to the sounds of BFM. Oh, <laughs> of, course. of course. In fact, they're probably out there listening to us on the quad right now. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa, my God. Sorry, sorry, everybody. <laughs> now, bloody, Steve, bloody students. Yeah. What the heck is happening in the world of television and film and whatnot? Uh, well, I'm reflecting on how much uh, the series Poker Face has become a really key part of my weekly watching routine. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that uh, showrunner creator Ryan Johnson would no doubt be very happy with. Um, this is the Natasha Leone starring Mystery of the Week, Murder of the Week show. It's kind of a riff on 70s shows like Columbo. Um, those of us who grew up watching 80s TV it'll also be... Uh, very familiar with um, shows that involve the main character kind of going from place to place, having uh, a different uh, group of people um, to interact with each week and then moving on along. Mm-hmm. Um, usually in episodes that, like in Pokerface, sort of have no interconnected elements whatsoever. It's very much the opposite of the binge-friendly streaming TV era, especially since we're not getting the season all at once but watch it week to week so quite digging this Um, one of the elements that I'm quite enjoying is how uh, Leon's character Charlie Kale kind of gets worked into the narrative of every episode so like a show like like The Incredible Hulk would just sort of typically be like uh, Bruce Banner arrives in small town Mm -hmm. meets people stuff happens in small town resolved Girl leaves (laughs) Uh, whereas in in Poker Face there's a little bit uh a little bit more construction involved. Um, the first really notable thing about the series was how the murders unfolded very much in the familiar Columbo style where we, uh, the first thing you're sort of wondering in the first five or 10 minutes is who's gonna die and who's gonna kill them. Right. But we see that all unfold and then the sort of majority of the episode involves uh, Leon's character, Charlie, piecing together what happened. So we've already got that information, um, but it's more of a how catch him than a whodunit, Mm -hmm. um, which is quite a nice sub-format. But um, what I've started thinking week to week is how they're going to work Kale into proceedings. She uh, is on the lam from the cops. She does kind of just go from odd job to odd job. Um, But the format of it will kind of wind back from the death generally to show that she's been in that environment for a little bit of time. She's coming through some kind of, yeah, like kind of cashy type job, but... She's been kicking around and has formed some personal connections with either the victim or other people that are involved mm-hmm. in the death. So it's kind of a nifty way of, you know, building an emotional connection between Kale and and the uh, the crime itself. But it also just kind of does just not make a lot of sense. Um, certainly, when we get to episode eight, which was the most recent episode, 
Um, that's uh, eight murders, well, eight individual murder cases she's been around now, and you'd never guess it because there's nothing to indicate that these episodes happen in any kind of sequence or order, and there's no kind of psychic damage that's accruing, which, I mean, I think if we were around eight different murder cases, we'd probably <laughs> I'd be, I'd be like, need a oh, stiff man. drink. Yeah, yeah I'd, be like, I'd, I'd, have, I'd have the twitchy eye, people would offer me magnesium, I'd be like, nah, it's not magnesium, it's just all those murders. Yeah. <laughs> that's what that's about Um, but uh, the reason I uh, was so keen to talk about this today is episode 8 is is the strongest since the season opener Um, this is one that um, spoke to a whole lot of my love and affection for Hollywood because it centers around a character played by Nick Nolte who is a stop motion animator Mm -hmm. and his character is very much modeled on real life stop motion animator and uh, multiple Oscar winner Phil Tippett Mm. Um, he's the dude who did the stop motion in Empire Strikes Back oh wow he's the dude that uh, made Ed 209 move He's the dude who um, proclaimed that um, we're going to be made extinct when he was told that Jurassic Park was going to be uh, CGI dinosaurs, but um, <laughs> played a very important part in making those CGI dinosaurs look real. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's the guy who um, also did a fantastic job of making uh, the CG arachnids and Paul, Ho- Paul Verhoeven's amazing Starship Troopers, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, along with a lot of other stuff. Yeah. Um, in more recent years, he's possibly better known as the kind of uh, madman behind the movie Mad God, which is an entirely stop-motion project that uh, he started over 30 years ago and only reached completion about a year ago. You can see that on Shudder. It's... Um, Oh, it's mind-boggling. A, it's intense. It's so intense. I was just watching a trailer of it um, a few minutes ago. All of the characters are made from, like, locks of hair or something. I couldn't make yeah, it man. out. It's all just really, really tactile. Is that what pretty, hell looks like? And pretty yuck. And, yeah, it's this, <laughs> it's this kind of non-narrative voyage into a kind of a hell. There's this character who's getting lowered down from presumably somewhere less gross on a mission, and just everything's disgusting. There's this kind of, like, lemming-like creatures that are just getting annihilated in all these different ways Um, and there's no dialogue so you are in for one (laughs) weird ride (laughs) Um, Nolte's character in in the Poker Face episode The Orpheus Syndrome uh, doesn't just bear a passing resemblance to Phil Tippett he's very much modelled on him and uh, when Kale encounters uh, uh, the character's workshop um, it's actually full of like all the stuff that Tippett used to make Mad God Mm. Um, it's even t- some of Tippett's hands in some of the shots so this is uh, a really nice example of a show paying homage to to one of the all time greats a uh, very much a, a, an artisan of a bygone way of doing special effects but but you know also a guy who, who didn't stop moving with the times and um, continued to do great work mm-hmm. so um, the sort of other amusing things in this episode um the company that uh, that he works for, the company that we see in the opening scene, uh, a former a business associate of his now is a very successful boss of, is called LAM, Lights and Magic, uh, very close to ILM, Industrial mm, Lights and Magic, yeah. which is um, where he spent a bunch of his time before forming his own company. Um, of course, that's uh, the folks that provided uh, Star, Wars, um, Star Wars animation, etc., and then, um, you know, said boss who's now su- super successful kind of bears a slight resemblance to current Lucasfilm head Kathleen Kennedy, who, you know, while there's not necessarily a similar look, um, 
just have to wonder if Ryan Johnson, director of The Last Jedi, is suggesting that uh, one of his old bosses, I don't know, murdered someone? <laughs> Did he, though? Uh, she probably didn't. Our, uh, our, our legal advice is to, is to suggest that that's um, uh, just conjecture on our part. Oh, right. Okay. Um, based on a uh, speculative reading of episode eight of, of season one of Poker Face. <laughs> but uh, a couple of good in-jokes and the episode uh, sort of culminates in a really nice kind of Hitchcocky fashion where, you know, there's been instances in these, uh, both in Poker Face and the shows that it emulates of sometimes killers just kind of get caught and accept that their luck has run out. Mm. And mm. Columbo in particular had a lot of, lot of dudes who would just kind of be like, oh yeah, well, you got me. Can mm -hmm. I can I just <laughs> say goodbye to Blah before we go or whatever? Um, uh, and this is uh, this culminates in a a, a great kind of uh, losing of the mind Hitchcock uh, scenario. Wow. Um, you know, it doesn't give anything away to suggest that uh, in a murder of the week show, the murderer will get caught. Uh, I hope I haven't spoiled anything for anybody, or indeed ruined an entire subgenre of shows by saying that. But guys, the the murderers get caught. Mm -hmm. uh, I believe there's two episodes of Poker Face to go um, and uh, we'll sort of see how it links up with that opening episode, hopefully, in the season finale, if not sooner. Excellent. Um, other things on the radar, uh, The Mandalorian is back tonight. Oh, so yeah. you can watch the other Pedro Pascal show where he looks after a young person in an unforgiving universe. Mm -hmm. oh, wasn't um, there another Star Wars spin-off that aired recently that people were really vibing on not the mandalorian something else uh yeah andor was the sort of uh return to gritty star okay. wars that, that fans had wanted for have ages have you seen it um yeah yeah i um look i kind of checked out to be honest of the star wars stuff mm. um you know it'd take me a lot i think to to have the love all back at this point but certainly that's i want to see more like that and less like everything else kathleen kennedy um if you aren't a murderer and I haven't annoyed you by suggesting so. Um, make more, make more serious ones. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, still, nevertheless, um, I think I've still got enough invested in the Mandalorian to check that out. That will be available for streaming on Disney Plus tonight. I think episode one's out at nine p.m. off the top okay. of my head. Stay up late. Stay up super late. Mm. Yeah, nine o'clock start. Okay. And uh, that's kind of it for me. All right, Steve. Uh, thank you very we'll much. We'll talk more movies next week. I think it's yeah. a little bit, a little bit tally oriented today. But um, you know, there are also these things called cinemas, and oh, uh, true. Yeah. quite good to go to. I went for a rewatch of Triangle of Triangle of Sadness last oh, yeah. night. Good. Um, Ensemble magazine had a uh, advanced screening at Hollywood Avondale, which is a nice way to see it. Mm -hmm. um, if you haven't caught that yet, um, recommended to do so with an audience because uh, some scenes in particular. Um, scream out to be seen with a crowd mm -hmm. so uh, that's uh, on release next week we might talk about that a little bit more next week but uh, if not it's a good one to uh, be counting down to and make plans to go to see with friends and do what we did last night and inflict a movie on people who uh, looked a bit shaken by certain elements Ooh. forgot to tell them a couple of things <laughs> <laughs> nothing like nothing like um, uh, you know super heavy just Extremely, extremely gross. Spooky. Gross. <laughs> Spookily gross. <laughs> Let's right, leave Steve. it there. Thank you, mate. Real auteurs use star wipes. That was Flicks and That on 95BFM.